0: Let's make some noise.
1: That's a good choice. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Underrated. This is a podcast where we talk about films that are underrated or underappreciated or ones that have flown under the radar. I am your host, Derek McDuff, and joining me, as always, are Ariel Ortiz, and Alan Torres. Hey, what's up everybody, how's it going? For the summer, we are going to be talking about um, a few underrated and underappreciated sequels, and uh, today we are going to be talking about the 2016 film, Star Trek Beyond, which is the uh, third in the Star Trek reboot franchise, uh, directed by Justin Lin, written by Simon Pegg and Doug Young, um, and it is stars uh, the cast of the rebooted franchise, including Chris Pine, John Cho, Simon Pegg, Zachary Quino, Zoe Saldana, Carl Urban, uh, Idris Elba, and of course in uh, his one of his last roles that it, the film was actually released just a month after he passed away, our boy Anton Yelchin. Um, so this was, I was my.
2: Just, I just wanted to be said that I almost subconsciously, when you said John Cho, said Bobby Lee. Cho, Bobby Lee, Bobby Lee, John Cho. Okay, go on, move on. I have no
1: idea what you're talking about.
2: In Matt TV, it's sketch. You need to check it out. It's okay, really funny. The okay. OGs out there.
1: But um, but yeah. Uh, so you know, this was my pick. Uh, I'm a really big fan of the Star Trek movies. Uh, this film, uh, while it did pretty well critically um it did not do great financially um it ended up probably because let's see the box office on this one it uh had a budget of 185 and the box office was 343 which sounds good but um when you kind of consider uh you know marketing and everything it actually ended up losing probably about 50 grand at the box office um so kind of a financial underperformance not a complete bomb but it definitely underperformed and lost a bit of money um and partially because of that it has kind of stalled any future films in the star trek series there have been attempts to make a star trek 4 with quentin tarantino your boy noah holly um which unfortunately you know both of those have kind of fallen apart there's been talks to bring back chris noah holly
2: one hasn't hasn't
1: it has been canceled. Oh it did. Not. Yeah. damn it. Came out and, we
2: talked about that when, yeah. when we talked about Legion. Yeah. Yeah, I did because I did kind of talk.
1: look at, like for the this, I did some I did look it up and it was. and I think November he came out and said that, you know, the film wasn't happening anymore. Then they had another one where that was a script written by somebody who was doing the behind Star Trek Beyond. That one also is apparently not happening. But mm-hmm. yeah, so this um movie um it's kind of its own standalone Star Trek story as um, they say, you know, Kirk says in the film, it is kind of a very, his life is feeling very episodic and it does a lot feel like a old episode of Star Trek. Um, it is bi- basically, um, the crew of the Enterprise, um, gets a distress call from a planet, goes to that planet, um, has to save them, madness ensues. Uh, this was the, actually the, uh, after J.J. Abrams had directed the first two, Justin Lin, um, of Fast and Furious fame, he did Tokyo Drift, the recent Fast 9, and I think the sixth one uh, took over. And I, at the time, was pretty nervous about that because I'm not a huge Fast and Furious guy, but I absolutely loved this to the point where it might be my favorite Star Trek movie. I think it actually is. Edging out Rapidcon and uh, Star Trek 09. But uh, before I get too deep into it, I want to hear what you guys think.
2: Oh, I need said.
1: What was that? I'm sorry?
2: and why don't you start? <laughs>
0: sure. Um... I'm not really a big Star Trek guy at all. Like, I I kind of just ride or die Star Wars really hard. So, mm-hmm. growing up, I was always like, fuck Trek, man. It's all about the wars, bro. But, um, like, I think JJ, JJ movies, has
2: so- taught us that N- to go against
0: that. JJ okay. has taught us okay. so, that, like, you can go. You can on be both friends. Sides, you can you
1: like know? both. I like both.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now over time, I've grown up and I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, I don't. I don't hate Star Trek. I just. I did like um, Star Trek. The first one, the, the first J-J, JJ Abrams. Jokingly call him JJ
2: Abrams.
0: Personally. <laughs> Jabroni and Abrams. And then I, I did like uh, Into Darkness just because of my boy Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: Mm-hmm. My name! I had is seen it before, but I had to rewatch it. Sorry. I just had
0: to. People have issues with that one because of my boy. Ah, he does the fucking Smaug, like voice, <laughs> mm-hmm. like he, he's mm-hmm. preparing for Smaug, on that one.
2: But we got the deleted yeah, scene of is, him I, taking a shower. Sorry.
0: Wait, what?
2: Yeah, there's a deleted no scene way. of him like getting like his yeah he's like at least half naked like yeah dr- with water running down him come about mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to
0: use that as a thumbnail for the for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> he used the thumbnail. In
2: a completely wrong, movie.
0: In different movie, movie. yeah. <laughs> completely different movie, Star Trek Beyond. And I was just gonna have a very cover batch. Beyond that, yeah, ass. I'm gonna do it for that one. But for the listeners, I'll jokingly make one just for shits and gigs I, mean, uh, I dug it. I mean, I, I I don't hate him like like I used to. I, I kind of was like, all right, you know, I went into it. The first time, I won't lie, I did fall asleep when I first saw it. But I was like maybe under the influence of something <laughs> so maybe that's why today again i mean it's a fun movie like you said it's very episodic i felt like it could just be like an episode of like the the classics series and stuff um but yeah i i really like the special effect the special effects were awesome i really dug them a lot seeing you know chris pine is just awesome i love him uh zachary Quinto, I felt like he was okay in this one. I, I I feel like the first two, he was just awesome. But in this one, I, I don't know, maybe because he was hurt most of the time. Mm. Like, eh. And then um, most of the characters were kind of just like... I, I felt like the previous ones, they had a little bit more oomph to them. I felt like this was very much about Kroll and uh, Kirk and uh, Jayla. Like, I felt like it really surrounded them. But even then, later on... I felt like Jayla was kind of just like another supporting character kind of in the background. I'm so excited. I love Jon Cho too, so he's he's great. But yeah, like I think that's only my biggest complaint is like I, I like all the actors a lot, so I wanted to see them do a little bit more. Like kind of, like I'm not going to lie, I was hoping Scotty was going to get a little bit more because I love Simon Pegg. but Because really, he like, wrote it, so you know, I
1: feel because... like he actually had a much bigger part in this one than he usually does.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, like he was ha- in they half did. of the second one. I mean he was in like mm-hmm. he was wasn't in much of the second one cuz he wasn't even on the ship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm glad he was there like uh, like when I saw the credits he wrote it too so I was like all right, well I can't complain too much cuz he he wrote it. But yeah, I think like the big spectacle stuff about it was great. I love the action. Um I just felt like it was a little redundant at times cuz like I felt like it kind of about the second movie a lot like i was just like oh yeah didn't the ship crash in that one didn't the ship get destroyed in that one and then now it's like the big twist of like it was um like in the previous one con was like part of like starfleet or was he like he was like
1: an experiment no. from like the mm-hmm. back in like the day like around like the now times like like pretty much And they were like, "Oh, this guy's a warlord. He was like a warlord who like started like World War Three—not World War Mm Three, but like just like these genetic wars." And then they were like, "We got to freeze this guy because we might need him because he's crazy, and but uh, and he's got that super blood, but we don't want him running around." And then they unfroze him, and he went and did his con thing, and he was like, "Ah, fucking RoboCops here!"
2: Yeah, but he was part of of like a crew, and then like I think they they came across that crew. And then, like, yeah, like, the experiments ensued. The ship that, that, um, crash-landed was that, that ship, that his original ship, the one that he had his crew on and stuff like that, that they were all frozen and stuff.
1: Yeah, because they didn't, yeah, the ship in, didn't crash in, like, it wasn't destroyed in, um, the first, in, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, it was destroyed in this, and that is kind of, like, a trope mm-hmm. of all the Star Trek movies, it's like... The sh- Enterprise, like, I remember, like, in the old movies and then, you know, the next-gen movies, like, that was the thing that happens, like, a lot, was the Enterprise just gets blowed up. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, good. Like, finally, we're blowing up the Enterprise, you know, after three movies, we're g- getting to blow it up again in this one. And I kind of, I did like that.
0: Oh, okay, so I thought it was just me, because I was like, this ship gets fucked up a lot. Like, i <laughs> just like, damn. <laughs> like,
2: the, so, Inter- right, cool. the Enterprise right, so is just the, the name, the kind of thing. The Enterprise is just the, an idea. <laughs> in the Star Trek lore, an idea. any ship yeah. could be in, in the Enterprise. Well,
1: it's like it's yeah. like a, yeah, like they always have like the Enterprise. Like a, the, by the time it's like the Enterprise A, and then the Enterprise B, and so like like by the end of like Star Trek Six or whatever, I'm like Enterprise F or whatever because it kept getting blown up every movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Enterprise is not a ship; it never was. <laughs> People. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about getting so into that. <laughs> But other than that, um, it's a fun movie. I I mean, like I said, yeah, just a couple little things here and there. Yeah, I love to see the supporting cast a little bit more. But I dug it. I mean, especially the special effects and the costume design. Like, I'm usually pretty good at like figuring out, oh, that's this actor or whatever under the makeup. Not until like maybe about halfway through the movie, I was like, oh shit, that's Idris Elba. I had no idea. It's no
1: Suicide Squad in terms of makeup, though, Alan. You know,
0: I know, no way, no way, because it,
1: it. it did get nominated for best makeup at the Oscars, but it lost. Oh yeah Suicide Stan Squad, the, su- oh, the superior I makeup film. Just throw some fucking clown makeup mind. on Margot Robbie, Oh, oh my so
2: gosh
1: pisses me Is off for this fucking day. But whatever, sorry. Oh
2: no, no, it going again. on a tangent. Tangent. Oh, you <laughs> dumbass. Um, no. Um, <laughs> just, I it, I'm like flashing back, like Vietnam flashbacks. Right now because I totally Remember the watching that Oscars and legit Do you know how they show like at, When they announce each can't you know Each nomination nom- mm-hmm. nominee like Pictures of, of the work and stuff like That comes on to like star trek beyond these beautiful like work of like legitimately like people like having shells and like all this stuff on their head and like just like intricacy after intricacy then it comes into to to suicide squad and just shows margot a picture of margot robbie his (laughs) little monster like all that That and like and then enchantress with with his like her like like just like weird ass like like bedazzled fe- er, face and or er, like outfit and stuff like that. Fuck, <laughs> damn it! I'm I won't lie. As,
0: as much as like, I'm my happy is that you know, As much as I love that, like DC Comics gets like Oscars and stuff more often than Marvel. Yeah. Still, kind of like after watching, and I was like, I don't know, man. I feel like Star Trek got robbed. Yeah, oh, like, Definitely, not- definitely got raw. Because Killer Croc cause like Killer Crocs like you look at Killer Croc in that movie and then look at any alien and beyond. His like design is fucking disgusting. <laughs> like he just doesn't look good at all. Like I hate his design in Suicide Squad. I always like when I watch that movie, I kind of look at him and just go, You're the you're the just leave. Just get the fuck out of here, man. Like, <laughs> ugh. I thought the animated series Batman: The Animated Series, Killer Croc design was horrible, but that one just took the fucking cake. But yeah, the costuming, the the special, the the makeup effects, amazing. Like I love that shit, and mm-hmm. movies especially. So, cool. but yeah, I mean, ultimately, I dug it. It was a lot of fun. So I just wish the the cast got a little bit more love. But yeah, what do you think, Ariel? Um.
2: So I definitely think that that. While I love the, the so far trilogy, hopefully more movies come, I know. Um, I, do, I do think that this is kind of the weaker one of, of them. But I think that's only because of like, yeah, maybe that episodic kind of feel to it. Um, it, it legitimately like kicks off like from the beginning. Like I, I did not remember like how much it just like, okay, we're just in the middle of this of this kind of stuff. And stuff, I think two kind of started in into darkness kind of started like that, but there was like a little bit more like of a lead in where this kind of very much kicked off. I'm like, okay, like um but but of course i I loved it. I do feel I think two had the advantage of feeling more having more gravitas to it because of the Kong of the con of it all. Like, people took that seriously. So, so it already Some had that air. Did. I, I did. Like, Khan is, yeah. like, a big part of, of Star Trek kind of mythos. So, like, once that, that reveal happens, you're like, oh, shit. Like, shit's going to go down. And then, of course, like, the very um, – uh, just I just love these movies overall because of how – how genius it is that that essentially this is like an alternate timeline you know those other movies they existed you know like this is just an alternate timeline because you know kurt's dad died on the calvin and and then like that just like kind of essentially like um, domino affected everything somehow some way it's
1: like that meme with the like the little domino and then it goes to a bigger domino and you know
2: yeah yeah exactly and and so yeah, so it's just like I I love that already, and then um, uh, and then, so I all I like these movies like of course overall, and and um, but but yeah, but the second one I feel like had uh, it it was especially that um, kind of what is it that really cool um twist on the story of Khan where. Kurt ends up in the in the chamber, and it's not it's not um, um, Spock and and all that, and then like of course Spock saying "con" instead of yeah, the instead of Kurt, the old switcheroo. Um, but yeah, I do I do I, I did like the third one. I th- I feel like yeah, I kind of felt a bit rushed. I kind of felt like um, it was, la- it was lacking the gravitas in each character. I mean, we get we get to know a lot, a little bit more of each character. You know, you get to see Sulu's family. That element you see, Chekhov is like a, a, you know, a, a ladies' man apparently. Oh,
1: would you like <laughs> me to buy you a drink? This, you know, scotch actually come from Russia.
2: Yeah, well, he's the one at the beginning where where like Kurt is like yeah. talking about like, like like they have relationships and he's, he's the one that be gets the kicked walk out. Of shame, my boy yeah. Checkoff. Yeah, I was like, check off. Like, thing, I think i don't think I ever caught that before this 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 latest viewing. Because I was like, check off. Come on. I think yeah, I
0: missed it. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, he's the one that. Like, Wait, that was, yeah, uh, got Wait, out. he kicked was the out. one that got kicked I out? Kicked out. Yeah. Yeah, of that, oh, shit, that the cabin? green lady. The yeah. Uh uh-huh. huh. Oh no way! I didn't even
0: realize it was him. Yeah. That's so cool.
2: But I I didn't, I didn't. I do enjoy this one. I think. Um. It kind of sucks cuz it does make you definitely want more because of of how it is. I feel like okay, so in the span of things like um this is technically taking place where the show did because the show is mm-hmm. their five-year trek. So this is their five-year trek right it that's when it takes place and and I really did enjoy that like how how it Kind of like, yeah you you get an understanding of Kurt of like things become monotonous even though they're they're you know exploring new worlds and it should be exciting like it's still like the same old same old in a way you know you you the, the the diplomacy of it all and and you know like even though you know getting attacked by by aliens every other day and getting your shirt ripped because of of a fight or whatever um so i did enjoy that and i think like that's something that kind of makes the whole story a little bit more real um and then yeah i, I feel like like i th- to me i think maybe spock's character was kind of different because it it's kind of exploring a little bit more of his human side i think like like even like bones was like you're hurt that's why you're you're laughing and human sides kind of coming out but then also that kind of like plays into like his existential kind of feelings of his Vulcanism, like which is always a theme for for the character spock throughout the whole history of of star trek but but yeah just even more now because like because you know vulcan is there's the low population so he's like oh man should i like do what's right for for the you know should i do what's right for my people or or you know do what's right and for love and then and then yeah and then older spock passing away which was a very nice tribute to leonard nimoy with this i really loved it i mean i i think it was done very well you know like they didn't like even do a video you know a cgi kind of video of him no they just like made it made it yeah like i that's why i love about these movies it just kind of makes the star trek more real whereas like star trek you know like before this was very fantastical and even though it, Gene Roddenberry kind of made it, made it for the purpose of it connecting with, with people and stuff like that. But there is still that kind of like slight realism and groundedness, um, that you know, it, this these movies contribute to. So, so yeah, while it's not, it's not like because all of them are really good. This is like essentially like you know like a, a B to uh the A's. Or the B-plus to the A's uh, of movies for me. So it's very much, yeah, taking... It's still a really good movie. Um, so, yeah. That's what I think. I agree but, uh, with you
0: yeah. on that, Ariel. Like, as someone who's a very casual, like, viewer, like, of Star Trek, like, I know the, 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 the crew. I know a little bit of Next Generation. I think, like, my only Star Trek favorite character is q and that's all i know <laughs> essentially god and pretty much
2: oh I, man i need to watch the new se- series
0: but yeah. uh but yeah pretty much like it, it's cool for a casual viewer like me and my and my girlfriend who usually watches all these movies with me like like we're both kind of like oh that's cool like awesome like we like also nice to go into something that's like into things like lore and we're big nerds we all love to like read everything we can about like star wars or anime or or whatever you know so for this that's what i really applaud this like that they were able to make you know this very long history of star trek uh of the star trek franchise into like these really good casual movies that are like blockbuster films but also like you have a great time with them so like even though yeah i'm not a Trek guy, I'm still like, hey, man, I I really dug these. These, these, All three of them are really good. Like Ariel said, they're still all solid films, no matter what.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, priceline.
1: I gotta agree. Um obviously like I was saying at the beginning, like this is my favorite Trek film. Like I think I think I'm a little just kinda like flipped with you, Ariel, where like for me this is my favorite one, and then Star Trek Into Darkness is probably like a B plus A minus kind of movie. Um, which I, I do really enjoy that movie. Um I think like and I, I think I appreciate like oh yeah like they bring back Khan and all this stuff you know from the old series and like diehard Star Trek fans will appreciate it. I think the the like a criticism it got at the time was that it's like okay like we know who Khan is and this is an important character but like the people in the Enterprise don't really know him so when he has that uh, like revel- revel- revelation Reveal? um they kind of tells them everybody he's Khan people are just kind of like okay who like Kirk is like who the fuck are you and it's like a big name drop. But um, something that you guys, you know, a couple of things you guys said you didn't like the fi- about the film were things that were my favorite things about the film. And I think that it is that kind of episodic standalone nature of the movie that it's just like this is just like a kind of Star Trek movie you can just kind of throw on. And I think they were trying to in Beyond and, you know, in some other films, they were trying to kind of like build up a story and like, OK, we're going to introduce Khan. He's going to be maybe like an important recurring character. And we're going to have these other people and there's going to be events building on from the first film and stuff like that. And they went a different way with this movie. They were like, you know what? This is just going to be a standalone Star Trek movie. If you haven't seen the other ones, that's cool. If you have, that's cool. You know, there every character in it kind of has their own like little arc. Um, you know, like, and it's cool because Kirk's arc in this movie, he has an arc, but it's a completely different arc than his in the arc he goes to in the first one for example like the first Hmm. you know star trek 09 he's very like irresponsible and just like running around and he has to learn to be a leader and you know spock has his own arc and a lot of even the supporting characters have their arcs and in in this kirk has matured a lot but he's kind of just like you know like you're saying like what is my life at this point like you know he's older than his dad ever had been you know which is something new to this version of kirk so we didn't get to see that in the original um movies and so he's just kind of like what am I doing you know he's like should I move on with Starfleet or should I keep doing what I'm doing now and he's just kind of have it's almost like having like a midlife crisis where he's like what what like what does it matter what I'm doing here and him and Spock's like oh now that like Spock Prime is dead like I'm the only one I can't be in two places at once anymore and their friendship is going these other ways and you know they really just don't make sequels like this anymore where it's just like this is just a it's a popular franchise, and here's just an adventure in the franchise. Like, eh. And as much as I, like, absolutely love, like, big interconnected movies with all this lore and stuff like that, or, like, like, a big series like Lord of the Rings or, like, the MCU, where it's like, oh, this thing that happened in Thor the Dark World is really important for Loki, and it's like, that's fucking cool. I like that this is just, like, another Star Trek adventure with this cast that you really like. It's like an Indiana Jones movie, you know? Like, the Indiana Jones 3, you could... Like, you could watch that one in any order. Like, here's just Indiana Jones 3. It's his own separate adventure. It has nothing to do with Indiana Jones 2 or Indiana Jones 1. That's how they used to make movie sequels. And they just stopped making... You're really distracting me right now, Ariel, with your, no. your face.
2: I just popped up. and My my mind just popped into... You know what series is very episodic right now? Huh. It's the Fast series. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. No,
1: that's why I was thinking that as well. I could I watch Fast Nine well. having never seen a Fast movie before and be like, okay, I know what's going on?
0: No, definitely,
1: definitely. It's
2: because it's gone off the rails so much. You could just pop in fucking but, like, seven.
1: It's it going to be like because it's all like, oh, if I if like you know, I didn't know who Han was. Like I didn't know that he died in this other movie. That would that matter, you know?
2: i think the shock Didn't of them they, like, like Han, yeah but
1: i don't if i don't know who han is and i'm like oh they're like oh this guy he was back and like i don't know any of these characters and all this stuff does it does, you know
2: from experience i had skipped i'd like i watched yeah like maybe one tokyo drift and then i i jumped to like like five and i knew okay what so was. then okay. maybe i
1: should just do an experiment and just go see nine and see like what i think about it because yeah. you couldn't do that with like Endgame or something you know and maybe oh, yeah, that's definitely. why the fast know. movies are so popular, is so you can just kind of like just watch whatever movie. Yeah, you, you and- can just do that. Yeah, yeah honestly, them, those like
0: are- they're they're just like. Yeah, like honestly, they're old 80s slasher horror movies. Like that's mm. essentially what they are. Like you can go watch Friday the 13th, part five or some shit, and you don't have to, you don't, you don't, you, don't, you watch it and you're like, that's Jason, that's what he does. Yeah. This is literally that. Like, you know, you're talking about episodic, like, like I honestly, if I go watch F- F9 right now, I have no fucking clue what happened previously. And I've seen mm-hmm. all of them. <laughs> like, oh, it's about cars and then diesel. Okay. They're super mm-hmm. casual, super casual.
1: Okay. So maybe that's, yeah, I think that's probably why they're so successful. Because, and, you know, they're directed by, a lot of them are directed by Justin Lin, who did this movie. Uh-huh. So I think, mm-hmm. you know,
2: yeah. probably on to something see? there. See? You know? Yeah. See? And
1: so, like, I really do um. appreciate that. You can just kind of, like, go into this movie, watch it. It's It's self contained. And it's just kind of its own sequel. And other than, you know, like you guys were saying, the the Fast movies, that's really something pretty rare in Hollywood these days. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's nice <laughs> to just kind of go and be like, okay, here's the story. And Alan, kind of what you were saying about the characters, I really liked the character dynamics in this. Because it does something that when you get in the first one, you're like, okay you've got to kind of establish these characters and these iconic relationships. You're like, okay, you have to have like Kirk meeting Bones. You have to have Kirk meeting Spock, you know, and you have Chekov over here and you have like Scotty and he's doing his thing. And this one, it kind of like, it's like, okay, well, we've had all these characters meet. We can do some different relationships. Now we can show, now we can have Bones hanging out with Spock and have them go on a whole little adventure. You know, you can have like Scotty going and meeting somebody on the planet. You can have like, Kirk and Chekhov doing their thing, you know? Like, you can have all these different, interesting relationships now that you have these established characters. And that's one thing that is really good about sequels, especially sequels like this, you know, where you're not beholden to, like, some larger story. You're like, all right, you guys like these characters? Let's mix it up a little bit. Let's have these different dynamics at play. And one of my favorite things in the movie is the whole, like, Back and forth between Bones and Spock, and he's just like, All right, Matt, you're red blooded, Vulcan. This is gonna hurt your spleens over here. All right, and they're just like, They're back and forth, and he's like, Doctor, I don't believe we should be doing this. And just, I, I fucking love all of that. Um, I also gotta say, wh- um, while I'm on, uh, before I get too far off, uh, the music in this movie is in fucking credible. My boy Michael Guccino, who is my favorite composer, he's done all of the Star Trek films, he's done a lot of my favorite movies of all time. I think his score in this is iconic. And it also has literally the best needle drop, like the best pop music song dropped into a movie of all time, in my opinion. When it has Sabotage by the Beastie Boys just dropped in. Because it works on so many levels. Because mm-hmm.
2: It's a callback from the first one.
1: Exa- well, it's, it's like- a call- callback from the first two. Because they in the first one, he listens to Sabotage. In the second one... So it's established that Kirk likes the Beastie Boys, even though it's never commented on. I forget what song, but he listens to another Beastie Boys song in the second one. So you know that Kirk is a big Beastie Boys fan.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, um you know, you have Jayla and her talking about like classic rock. I'm like, oh shit, she's listening to Run DMC, not the Beastie Boys. Okay, well. And then they're like literally sabotaging the aliens and they bring it back to his sabotage. And he just and looks at the camera and goes, nice choice. And it just the way it, it like explodes and everything I, and the BC, you know, that's part of that's because JJ Abrams is a big beast of boys fan. And the BC boys were actually big star Trek fans. Like they have like mm. a pinch on the neck from Mr. Spock, you know, shit like that. <laughs> that's so all I can think
0: about, that was all I can think about the whole movie.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like honestly, this, this movie really did a lot for me. I, it's kind of one of those movies you can, I can just kind of go back to and watch whenever, like I was talking to somebody a little while ago and I was like, Oh, let's, we were, like, watching a movie virtually, and I was like, let's watch, you know, start. let's watch Star Trek Beyond. She's like, oh, is that the one where, like, you have to know, like, Into Darkness? Like, no, you can just kind of jump into this one. You can kind of just, like, have fun. Um, I do think it gives the characters a little more room to breathe because it is a little bit more lighthearted. They're kind of just going around. They're each able to kind of do their own things. You have that great sequence with, like, the motorcycle where they're, like, diving and weaving and stuff like that. Um, and I do like the themes that does kind of harken back to Gene Roddenberry's original themes about, like, humanity just kind of, like, evolving past a point where you would need, like, war and, like, destruction. Because the villain of the movie, you know, played by Idris Elba, Kroll, is, like, he's, like, Edison, um, as it's revealed, is actually, you know, somebody who predated Starfleet that was, like, We humanity builds on itself by war. And that's how, you know, he's all about just, like, kind of, like, the we're making, pe- breaking bread with the Romulans and stuff. and. It's like, no, we've, as humans, we've, like, evolved past that. It's, you know, Gene Roddenberry's of ideals of, like, we no longer need war. Like, our society has existed with this, and it's been built on this, but we can move past it, and that's kind of, like, you know, a beautiful idea that I think this film does implement really, really well.
2: hmm Yeah. Yeah, and then, it, and then it has, just thinking about it now, and then it has, um, you know, showing of, of further progression that that is, is kind of like on on the side of bones kind of um uh, met with a little bit of adversity with with the with the um where where is what's the space station
1: Oh on? um this this, this the, the, the goddamn snow globe in space um, Yeah
2: yeah exactly But yeah like essentially like it even shows that kind of like pre- so that was kind of like now looking back on it kind of like a precursor to that 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 notion of like mm-hmm. you know like you have to keep moving for in the words of walt disney to keep moving forward kind of thing
1: yeah and it does have like a lot of like little things in it that like diehard star trek fans can appreciate like those you know like when he mentions like the the romulans and the you know the uh, i don't remember who he says it, but like the other aliens they were fighting like there's all these references to like classic trek Somebody says something about, and Scott is like, oh, Green Hand in Space, which was like a classic episode of Star Trek where, like, there was, like, fighting, like, a Green Hand. There's all these, like, little, like, Easter eggs in there that are, like, if you're, like, a big Star Trek fan, you're like, oh, that's really fucking cool.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I heard that, and I was like, I oh, wonder what that oh, oh. is. I'm like, "Did they really fight, like, a giant Green they Hand? They do, like, yeah. Like, just some cosmic, that's fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, because
2: well, like, one of the episodes things... wacky. One of the things that the, that is a callback to to star trek lore is when sulu takes the commit the captain's chair mm-hmm. because yeah. he eventually in the old the old movies he eventually becomes a captain and then his daughter becomes a captain also but yeah but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: and he's the bet ba- there's this great but then yeah like then a he has
2: the and he's
1: like sipping the tea like um sulu he's the captain of the excelsior in one of the later movies and he's just like yeah. sipping on the tea he's like let them fire it just, <laughs> but yeah and speaking of Sulu like you know um as like kind of a tribute to George Takei mm-hmm. you know they, like Sulu is canani- uh, canonically gay in this film so you know mm-hmm. and I think that's a really cool choice um to like you know and I think George Takei he kind of like at the time was um like he wasn't he, he never was, like,
2: hit it like he was, even he was, the, they never mentioned it but he never hit it, it like so yeah. that was yeah definitely but,
1: Yeah mm-hmm. he was not the biggest fan of like Sulu in the seri- like in the new films being gay he's like you should introduce a new character um, but a lot of people were kind of like, you know what, I think it, it, like, it is important to just not that, cause that, if you j- introduce a character and like, oh, this is just the gay character, they kind of become the token gay character. Like you just introduce a new character to just be the gay guy. But if you have a character that is like established and it's like, okay, this is somebody, you know, and guess what? This character is LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Like that's important, really important for representation. I think it's also, you know, the same reason, um, why it was really big deal for Loki. Um, s- small spoiler for Loki to come out as by so I do think that when you have these characters that have been around for so long, and you kind of like, like they did um, in the Ultimate X-Men series, they made Colossus gay, um, so I think that is really important for representation, and it was nice to see in this movie, in not just kind of like a throwaway way, like, you know, you do see his family there on the space station, it is a character you know really well that you care about, um, so yeah, I and you know, I just all across the board, just this movie really does it for me, it's just a fun kind of adventure film in space that i can just kind of go back and watch whenever but yeah i guess that's Mm yeah yeah i said my favorite my favorite star trek movie
2: yeah please make another one please Was that i'm like telling the universe please make another oh yeah oh my gosh like
1: that's it's just like you look you it's they've been trying for so long to make another one You know, I don't trying, I don't need a Tarantino I, Star, so I don't bland. need to hear Klingon say the N-word. Like I don't need a fucking Tarantino Star Trek movie. Um but like no <laughs> I can't
0: fathom that. I, I can't fathom Quentin Tarantino doing anything that's not his. Like right? other than Jackie Brown. I know. Like like if they said Quentin Tarantino's gonna do like the movie he he was they were thinking of having him do. Like if they're like Quentin Tarantino take a take a Marvel movie, Bond. I'd be like, the "Fuck, that's weird, man!" Like, I don't know. He just because I love He's him still, as a director. Yeah. I think it's just weird,
1: like super strange. Yeah. That would be really He's weird. Delayed.
2: He's just delaying it while, like, yeah, like no one asks you to retire. He's still delaying it. I kind of yeah. <laughs> you mentioned yeah. it like ten years ago.
1: But yeah. yeah, like one of the interesting things was that you know they this there was even um, a fourth film on track and they had, you know, hired, um, uh, they were going to bring back, like I said, at the beginning, Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine, um, which, mm-hmm. you know, probably means it would have been, been cool. awesome. It would have been great cause it would have been, you know, a time travel story. And that's something that's been, mm-hmm. you know, a big thing. in you know, the star Trek movies, I really like a couple movies. They're like, we're going to go back to the nineties and get some whales. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to go back to like, you know, the 2040s, and we're going to get the guy from babe. And just, you know, like they're always these cool. And there was like a little bit of time travel in star Trek 09, but it was, the time travel, like, the main characters weren't doing it. They were, like, receiving mm-hmm. someone from the future. The bad guy was from the future. So it would be cool to have them do, like, a time travel movie. But that kind of fell apart because the studio was like, hey, since the last film did really bad, we're going to pay you a lot less. Chris Pine, you're going to take a huge pay t- cut. Chris Hemsworth, you're going to take a huge pay cut. So that's why the negotiations fell apart at first. And then they brought in Noah, how And it's just kind of been this movie that's been stuck in developmental hell forever. But I would, I would love to see another Star Trek movie. I don't, if you guys were going to see yeah. another Star Trek movie, what kind of movie would you like to see?
2: It would be that. I mean, like it, it, at this point in the old series, we we were at the that point of 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 time travel and and experimenting with that, and then just the freaking callbacks. So you could do with like that time with um cards run of movies, like with bringing back like the captains, essentially. Like he, like they bring back Kurt and um and that whole kind of run and like just like kind of having a slut a subtle subtle reminiscent of that lore of star trek um yeah that that when i had heard that like i was like oh that's gonna be so amazing especially like playing into like kurt not have you know like always longing for that relationship with his dad that and, and especially finding out that you know like he lost that you know he didn't have he could have had that his other version of him had that so if it isn't if it isn't like chris hemsworth definitely like yeah getting that well you can't can't get that other kurt i remembered sorry yeah (laughs) no no x-men days of
1: future past scenario going on for this one unfortunately
2: yeah no but the yeah canonically nah can't have that kurt anymore Mm. (laughs) either but yeah yeah even yeah i mean no, it'd be too far fetched for Picard. You don't want to bring Picard. In. Yeah, no, I think like, you gotta, yeah, but he's kind but of doing no. his own thing.
1: He's got his show, you know, mm-hmm. like that's kind of existing in this. Which I need to check show. out.
2: I've heard really good things about it.
1: And I think that's also a part of the reason why it has been so like we haven't gotten a new Star Trek movie is because mm-hmm. they've been so focused on like kind of building this expansive universe of shows. You know, they've got Discovery, they've got Picard, they've got Lord Decks, and it's kind of like all shifted over back to TV, which is you know like where Star mm-hmm. Trek started from. But, you know, they've kind of... So they're kind of, like, more focused on that to the point where, like I mentioned before, they brought on a writer of Star Trek Discovery to kind of pen the fourth Star Trek film. So I wonder if that would have tried to, like, tie that in. And I just kind of want it to exist on its own. Like, this is, like you said, an alternate separate timeline. We don't need to tie it into anything else. They are in the middle of their mission, which is something we didn't get to see in the films before because the films all took place, like, when they were older and after they retired, it was all these kind of adventures they were going on. So it was cool Mm -hmm. that this was, like... An episode of the show but just blown up to a movie budget and i would like to see you know something else like that with some time travel or something in it it'd be really cool you know there's some talks about it being coming out in maybe 2023 there's you know no current writer or director attached to that you know there's still so they're saying it's not going to be connected to the tarantino or the holly or the discovery one so we'll see um but you know Maybe they'll come... It'll come out probably before the Avatar movies finish. Hopefully. (laughs) Because those movies are never fucking coming out.
2: Yeah. But I do really wish that they look back and, like, look back and see, like... I'm sure... I think that when they announced that previous, like, possible storyline, like, people were hyped, you know? Mm -hmm. So I really do hope that they, like, revisit that and, like, say... You know, like, I, I feel we're in this age where... For better or worse, you know, the fans have an influence on on the storylines. And in this case, I really hope that they listen to fans. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, uh, Any final thoughts on Star Trek Beyond, guys?
2: What are your thoughts on on what storyline? you would want to see. Or fourth movie?
0: Honestly, don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about <laughs> yeah, it. Like I said. I mean, was yeah, I was, cool. was kind of cool with like you know you guys. I was kind of like on board with what you guys were saying. I was like, a time travel story would be cool. I mean,
2: Buck and Ohara getting married has to can... happen in the next one.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. And Kirk yeah. would be the best man. Oh, yeah. This thing, uh... well, then
2: we'll, we would have to have like a um, tribute to to check off too, because yeah. I really don't think that they'll they'll Um, they they said they weren't going to recast they did say that
1: and honestly I'm not going to lie when I first because I saw this in theaters and you know I'm Mm -hmm. as I've said before when we talked about like crazy I'm a really big Anton Yelchin fan I think he was one of the greatest actors of our generation that just his time just got cut short and you know it was a this came out a month after he died you know so it was already pretty much finished when he died and it just but it has that little thing where it says for Anton and that got me really emotional it got me emotional again watching it today (laughs)
0: I don't know too much about his work, but yeah, like, you know, rest in peace. That that was still like, you know, it it was sad to to hear when it happened.
1: Yeah. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening to our discussion on uh, Star Trek Beyond. Um, You know, I've been having a lot of fun talking about these sequels. um, So go back and listen to our discussion on a couple other ones. Um, You know, we've talked about Scream 2 and we've talked about um, uh, Tron Legacy, We'll be talking, you know, for the rest of summer about more sequels, um, so stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, uh, we also do a couple other podcasts. Ariel, uh, my podcast has taken a break, but if you want to t- tell about your, um, you've never seen podcast.
2: Yeah, my podcast is called "You've Never Seen Question Mark Exclamation Mark." It is a podcast where I introduce somebody, or I get introduced by somebody, a uh, movie that is considered a part of pop culture or cinematic history but sadly we have never seen it before so um we get to watch it for the first time and get our first opinions of it
1: yep um and so yeah if you guys are listening if you you like what you've heard here actually just go ahead and if you could give, you know subscribe to us or give us a rating if you liked it um tell a friend uh you know we you know we all we do rely on word of mouth to kind of get the word out there about our podcast it really helps if you tell anybody um it immediately means the world to us and thank you guys for listening um Mm
2: -hmm. you know check out also have a patreon
1: yes yes thank you yeah we do have a patreon if you guys want to support that way um you know you can do it for as little as a dollar a month um we really we really do appreciate that because it lets us kind of do some stuff with this show um you know, because we don't, we all just kind of put our own money into this show, so it is nice if we get a little bit of help in that regard. Um, it does make a huge difference. Um, we all, if you want, have any suggestions for us for some underrated movies you want to hear us talk about, you can email us at undercastcompany at gmail um, Follow us over on Instagram at undercastco, um, or follow us on Facebook. Uh, I am going to be guesting on a lot of different podcasts coming up, so if you guys want to hear me anywhere else, just follow us on Instagram posting about any of that um but yeah uh thank you again so much everybody for listening um and uh you know uh live long and prosper
2: thanks for being amazing
1: everybody
0: have a good one